Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Hello, everybody. Max Rushton here, alongside me. Comedy's Charlie Baker. Oh, yes. Hello. Charlie Baker here. Yeah, nice to see you. Hello, Max. Uh, right, so we did a show today, and uh, what are we going to pick... From it, well, we had a, a chat of vignettes. Was that good enough to make the cut? The vignettes, yeah. well, some people like it, some people don't, Max. But you have to just do do in your you. life what do you that's all you can be is yourself. Okay. So, we'll put that in. We had an interview with Kenny Pride, who's that was really a cycling good. journalist, written a book about uh, British cycling and marginal gains and controversies and all that. And that was very interesting, I thought. Uh, Ian Hart, the actor, not the left-back. I liked him. I'm, I want his career. Yeah, you're slightly jealous of him. I don't, don't, want, to be an act- I don't, across- I don't want to be an actor. Mm. I just admire his career. Right. But it didn't come across that you were jealous. Well, good. Well, I'm not. That's Do good. you know okay. the difference between jealousy and envy, Max? No. Good, it's a good thing to learn. Why? It's good for your life, All right. for your mental state. I'm, I'm neither jealous nor envious of... Actually, that's not true. Every TV show I watch... I'm annoyed with whoever. I'm annoyed with Newsnight and Anecdotes Takeaway because I think I could do it. And I never stop to think, would I like. A, I don't want to be working that late at night. It's not the best time for mm. me. And um, maybe I wouldn't be able to do all of them. But do you know the difference between jealousy no, and envy? No, is this so a you joke? Might just be, is it... No, you might just be envious. Right, okay. So jealousy is you don't want that person to have it. Yeah. Whenever you ask me a question, I, I know, think it's a joke. It's not a one line. It's a serious conversation. So, je- je- jealous, <laughs> jealousy is you don't want the other, the other person to have it, but envy means that you'd like what they have. Right. What's the punchline? There's no punchline. Oh, right, okay. It's just the difference. Good thing to learn. Okay. Helps your mental health. Uh, Very important, Max. And also a fun little bit with Adrian Durham right at the end. We say fun for us. We don't know who is fun for Aid. I'm presuming he doesn't listen to the H&J Daily. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, good afternoon, Charlie. Well, listen, we... We will do very well to match what happened yesterday. I, either in a good or a bad way, neither of us can work. You can't match it, Max. You have to keep moving forwards. Keep keep strolling on. Okay. Keep moving right. on. Right. You never look. You never. You never look back. Never look back. Never look back. Never ever. look back, Max. Just okay. keep moving forwards. That's wow. how I failed my driving test eight times. <laughs> it's quite tiring. Isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Um, I went Sorry, to so it begins. Oxford United v Accrington oh, Stanley the, the last night. Max. Yes. Yeah. Great three 0 result for Oxford. They've now got nine points in a week. They've got eight games in February. Oxford United because of their cup runs mm. two people, cup runs and people don't talk about the fixture backlog for Oxford United enough do they I know they don't indeed and uh, anyway they won 3-0 very, very, good good. very odd atmosphere Very odd. not many there obviously if there's nine games in a month difficult to fill up uh, uh, in League One isn't yeah, it all the time yeah. but uh, Accrington Stanley had I think 60 something fans yeah. there and they they looked lonely well they you sent us a picture of the away end yeah and, 
It wasn't rocking. No, but they they, they didn't huddle together no, either. No. They, it's a very disparate <laughs> lot. Maybe they just don't get along. They, you know, they chose to sit separately. <laughs> the smelly Jeff on the end that no one goes near. <laughs> I don't know if they thought if they sat separately it would look like more. Because <laughs> actually what they do in, you know, what they do in... Uh, like before big games in the World Cup, and they send Sky Sports News send some poor reporter, you know, to Wembley twelve hours before kickoff. Yeah. There's like eight fans. They get them to really pack the shot to make yeah. it look like there's loads of atmosphere and do yeah. a song at the end. That's what Accrington could have done. I don't know what would happen if they'd scored because obviously the rest of the stadium would have gone very quiet. Yeah, and then yeah, you could see you could, you <laughs> could corner. It's one of those games you were saying you could hear the players. Yeah, you obviously can. that must be quite soul destroying. Well, it doesn't help that Oxford there's three sides. Obviously we've discussed true. that before, yeah. but yeah, we could, I could hear the players quite a lot of the time. But yeah, were you one of the Accrington sixty six? Let's call them sixty six. Okay, why not? Yeah, if you were, if you were in if the you were there last night at Accrington, if you're an Accrington fan who went there to Oxford, you are the lifeblood of football. Mm. Uh, the airwaves are yours. Did you? I, mean, I was impressed, you... Max. I wasn't. I wasn't like looking down on them. I was no. impressed they'd no. come, especially they'd come all the way from Accrington yeah. on a Tuesday night. First text. Uh, so Ainsley was on yesterday. I thought I dreamt that. Yeah. I've got to say, Andros Townsend uh, is he's a bright guy. He's a good player, isn't he? And, he's, and, he, and he talks very well. Uh, very smart of Jim and Natalie to put him in that chair, I thought, on the right-hand side of the studio. So Because <laughs> if you put in. him on the left, there's, you know, he just would have he would have just gone down a cul-de-sac with every would, sentence. And this one was great. This he can cut into his left foot and then exactly. wang it into the top corner. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, I mean, there, there is obviously the Iron Robin... Andros Townsend, Yama, Andre Yarmolenko scale of uh, left-footed players yeah. that it, cu- cut inside. He's not reached Robin stages yet. I mean, he won't mind. He's still through the back there listening along. Hi, Andros. But, uh, you know, he's, he's on the he's on the uh, Iron Robin scale. It's an important scale for any other players on that scale. I can't think of any other absolute... I mean, Chrissy Waddle, but he went around... He could go around both ways. Yeah. Yeah. Just leave that hanging. Um, it's the Accrington- Congratulations, Charlie. You finally worked out Accrington Stanley. Sometimes less is more. And Accrington there it was. Stanley. Yeah. 69 fans. Were there? Sa- 69 fans okay. last night. Were you part of the Accrington Stanley 69 last night? Just leave that there. And uh, uh, the Chelsea Bayern game, we'll talk to Rodney Marsh in just a second about that. But Bayern Munich were. Uh, you were at the Oxford game, so obviously you didn't see it. They were absolutely sensational yeah. yesterday um, uh, Serge Gnabry uh, will get a lot of the headline has got a lot of the headlines and rightly so he's finishing someone I think Mundial put together a, a montage of all the goals he scored in London in the Champions League oh, yeah, which yeah. is six it's quite a lot isn't, isn't it isn't it more than Lacazette or something <laughs> something like that isn't it it's something it's something <laughs> ridiculous and there's all these comparisons made because Tony Pulis said he wasn't really up to uh, you know he, he wasn't really up to playing you know at that level and now yeah. he's doing this um, you know goals in uh, London this season uh, Richard Jolly whose uh, stats are brilliant goals in London this season Crystal Palace 15 Bayern Munich 10 good effort by Bayern Serge <laughs> 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 uh, Abri has one goal in Champions League football in London this season for every two minutes of Premier League football Goodness Tony me. Pulis gave him for West Brom um, yeah at Rich Jolly if you yeah, I've seen, seen some highlights and, and they looked to just just it was men, like men v boys, you know, yeah, yeah. just and, one, and, one of those sort of training games. And actually, people would tune in to want to hear Andy Jacobs' take on oh, this. They'd love, they'd love a rant and, now, wouldn't they? And actually, Andy, uh, uh, he, uh, I had a little message with him, and he said, "Listen, if you, if you, if you genuinely, I think he said, if you, if you think Chelsea had a chance against Bayern, you should stop watching football forever." All oh, right, so he was, it, it was expect, completely expecting it. Yeah, yeah, completely expecting it. But, but Bayern Munich, I think Bayern Munich. 
Now, I haven't seen a lot of them this season. This season. I saw them at White Hart Lane where basically every shot went in. Last night, I thought they were so good. Alfonso Davis as well. Gary Lineker tweaked his story, right? His parents fled Liberia in the Civil War. He was born in a refugee camp in Ghana. He moved to Canada when he was five and how he very proudly plays for Canada. Mm. Um, what a wonderful story. He's 19 years old. He is so fast. Yeah. I can't remember who was saying it. Like, he... Mason Mount got through a couple of times and it was like Alfonso Davis just gave him a bit more an extra five yards each time they went now I'll catch up with him I still catch you but in the central midfield Thiago Alcantara he is a mesmerising player I, I, I haven't watched enough of him I feel bad I've not watched enough of Thiago it was a mar- an absolute masterclass I don't think Chelsea can feel bad at all like they, 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 they probably feel bad about having to go away to play them again yeah. in a couple of weeks' time. And, and, and you wonder if you wonder what Lampard will do. You, I suppose you've got to go and give it a go because you never know. Yeah. An early goal and something could change. But but it's good experience. What, what Frank's trying to do, I'm assuming, mm. is, is bring on the, bring on newer players, bring on fresher players, create the club in his image rather than the images that have gone before. And, and this is a good sort of training thing for him yeah. if, if he wants to see it that way I am um, I uh, I know you've been very down on Tammy Abraham you know you're his down on him I just critic. just I just question the 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 hubbub around him sure and actually watching yesterday and I know he, he I don't know if he's fully fit and and he came off the bench the, the different and comparing him to Lewandowski is ridiculous because Lewandowski mm. is an absolute wow. another I mean like him and Muller it was just honestly it was an amazing performance but he did struggle a bit to just hold the, to get the ball and hold the ball he's coming up against some very good players when you think about the Euros and you think about you know, at that stage of the competition, if Kane yeah. isn't fit, you need somebody who can do everything. And yeah. I'm not I, sure. I think you need someone who's been around the block a bit. And Maybe. I don't think he looks like he's had his corners chipped off yet. You know, mm. that's um, why I'd go Ings all day long. Okay, really? Well, well listen, we are what we want to do uh, uh, on the text the strangest thing you've ever won. Yes. Um, and very briefly explain why. Oh, the, there was a man, the Leicester Comedy Festival's just finished. Mm-hmm. Very, very nice uh, place to go and do comedy, Leicester. And uh, one of the prizes that they, they offered for something was um, the, uh, your own height in beer. Oh. Win your height in beer, That's which I thought was very exciting. Mm. And well done to Martin Allison for winning that. Well, well done, done, Martin, well done, for Martin. winning your height in he's beer. He's four foot one, <laughs> so they've saved a few. <laughs> <laughs> he's four foot taller than Tom May, <laughs> yeah, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, so they've saved a bit of money. <laughs> so, yes, uh, the oddest thing you've ever won, of uh, which my favourite, to- I tweeted this out earlier and my favourite one so far uh, was from the boxing poll who said in the early 90s I won a satellite dish in a pub raffle just a dish nothing nothing else else. just a dish (laughs) to make it look like you had Sky but you didn't the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport right, Johnny's in the studio now cycling journalist author Kenny Pride has written the book The Metal Factory British Cycling and the Cost of Gold Kenny thanks so much for coming in thank you for having me Um, (laughs) great timing Kenny (laughs) Great timing with yeah. the book. Yeah, uh, you could say that. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's a fascinating story, isn't it? Um, uh, given the, the the sort of spectacular rise of British cycling to becoming this sort of behemoth of gold after gold after gold, and then it kind of unraveling with the stories of sort of bullying behind the scenes, all sorts of. Um, sort of, I would say, what, what, shrouded mystery. What are you going to say? I, I don't know exactly what the correct mm. phrase is of suspicion and marginal gains and where the line is. Mm. Um, without giving away what you conclude in this, <laughs> uh, what do you conclude in this? Yeah. <laughs> I concluded that, that British cycling was a professional sports team. Yeah. Like any professional sports team, whether it's Formula One, whether it's Manchester City, whether it's Paris Saint Germain, whether it's anybody. And they all look at the rule book and they say, okay, what can we get away with? 
and that's what they do right up to the limit and while we're all quite happy to sit here and go oh yeah Formula 1 you know the, these guys they're making carbon fibre doodads that are really you know is that legal is it yeah, not you, legal you get the steering wheel at the moment Lewis Hamilton and you, and you go well that they've found a way to make the car a tiny bit quicker because the steering wheel is a different shape yeah. and so you go you think you think in cycling it's it's a similar thing push to the line push to the line yeah because we're quite proud of our kind of uh, secret squirrels and the British boffin you know working you know like Q and James Bond you yeah. know bringing out these incredible gadgets and you're trying to work within within the rules but absolutely on the limit of the rules what we don't understand is that there's another group of people who work in sports science medicine and nutrition sports medicine and I guarantee it's happening in football too who are looking at the rules and saying okay what can we do to get our guys to play yeah. what, what can we do to keep them fit and to run faster because I was Same saying, thing. I was saying to Charlie before the show. I think what's really interesting is, as fans, we look at some sports, and you mentioned football. There, I look at football, and at no part of any football match do I think he's a bit quick, or he's doing really well, or he's going for you know 120 mm. minute extra time <laughs> hasn't bothered him. With football, I, I don't even question it. Yeah. With uh, I, with golf, I don't question uh, it. That's not a sport. We're, so. okay. <laughs> Eight ten eighty nine. But but if I look at athletics, and we were talking about the panorama yesterday yeah. with, with Mo Farah and Salazar. Yeah. If I look at cycling, if I look at weightlifting, uh, you know, a lot of Olympic events, there is a little part of my brain that says, "I wonder if that is legit." legit. And and is that fair then? On you know, should I should we be thinking about that to to every single one of the sports that we watch? Because we pro- don't want to. No, no, every professional sport. A, a rider, a professional rider, a British professional rider once said to me, you know, talking about EPO use back in the 1990s, mm. in the 1990s, I said, yeah, but EPO, you know, it's only the top guys that are using it and, you know, the sport. And he said, every sport where people draw breath, they'll be using EPO. Mm. And so, sure enough, and I thought, yeah, but track sprinters, 100 metre, you know, Marion Jones, all these people. Yeah, and Marion Jones was busted for EPO. Mm. Somebody who doesn't even breathe during an event. <laughs> but she was still taking EPO. Uh, the AS Roma team in the 1990s, their manager, Zeman, he admitted that they had been using EPO, that the French football team in 1998 that won the World Cup, Didier Deschamps, and there was a couple other players who were based in Italy, they were absolutely implicated in using EPO. And your reaction, well, I never think those guys, wow, and they're still full of running after. Yeah, well, why are they still full of running? So is... so. Therefore, it's the same. It's the, sorry. So the it's the same principle. So, so so therefore, should we be less cynical when we're watching cycling, or more cynical when we're watching other sports? <laughs> you know, as a fan, you want to believe it's all. We want to believe. Yeah. Well, it's that thing of if something the, the moments in sport that take us out of ourselves are when they are too good to be true. And and then sometimes you go, oh no, that was too good to be true, and that's what spoils it. But sometimes people are superhuman and yeah. are a cut above somebody yeah. else, and they yeah. can do that. Yes, that yeah, moment. absolutely. They can that, give us that moment. That's um, Chris Boardman, who you write about in in yeah. the show. Um, so I'm from Dartmoor, from Devon, um, and there's a there's a hill in Dartmoor that. Chris Boardman holds the record for climbing and, yeah. and my dad sponsored my dad used to own a garage and he sponsored that the race that Chris Boardman turned up in the 80s yeah. and he turned up in the back of an old mini yeah. and he pulled out this bike unlike everybody else's bike complete that he'd built himself yeah. and he put this bike together in the car park and he went up like a minute two minutes quicker <laughs> than everybody else yeah. and you go but then is that a kind of because that's just te- no. technical that's not technical um, no no, that, that, that's that's one of the other things that the book talks about. And again, there's, there's echoes in, in other sports and certainly football. Um, 
financial doping they call it but if you've got a lot of money and you spend it wisely you win mm. you know and British Cycling had more money and does have more money or had until HSBC pulled out <laughs> yeah yeah I saw that this but, morning but certainly the history of British Cycling since 1998 is that we've had so much more money than any other cycling federation and somebody said it's kind of like it's kind of like well Willy Wonka's chocolate factory banger racing versus the Ferrari F1 team. That's mm. the gulf in finances. And the technical j- leaps in cycling in the last 10 years are are completely different. They've gone from steel frames to carbon fibre frames. You know, the, yeah. the difference is huge, isn't it? Absolutely huge. Yeah, the, the, the technolo- but again, the technology, um, what money enables you to do is spend the money on researching the technologies that work, whether that's nutrition, whether that's aerodynamics, whether it's helmets, skin suits, wheels, the drag, yeah. which tyre pressures you should apply given certain track temperatures. Phenomenal. So I suppose my point is, do they see the physical gains that they can gain from that just in a similar ballpark to the to the technical gains? Yeah, it's, it's, it's all of a part. You know, if you, you look at the sport, you look at what it takes to win, and again, it applies to any sport, whether it's football or Formula One or cycling or rugby or anything. What does it take to, to win? And, and you try and you maximise it in every single area. And do you get into the mentality, what it takes to have a mentality to be an endurance athlete? It's a it's an extraordinary life. Yeah. It's um, one of the reasons Bradley Wiggins, I think, in the end cracked was because he, he couldn't cope. He didn't want to didn't want to do it anymore he didn't want to live like a monk oh that's cycling not working with Max well <laughs> he quit, um, that, quick. He quit that quicker <laughs> I'm not qualified to comment <laughs> what sort of random dope testing do you guys get um, no but uh, that, that dedication that is required it's, and I'm, again I'm, I'm sure it's true of some of the, the best you know football players as well and the best rugby players mm. they are completely dedicated to what they do and was everybody happy to talk to you or not because that's a because <laughs> you've got to ask some pretty searching questions right I've, I've been a cycling journalist since 1987 so to some extent I had quite a lot of I don't know I think I had a little bit of credit yeah but but at the time when I was writing the book uh, there were so many problems in the sport it was just every day I would wake up and turn on my computer and there'd be some new horror story and I'd think ah mm. okay that's, that's somebody else just going to keep their head down and there was every journalist in the UK and, and was phoning up and saying, hey, I need to talk to Dave mm. Brailsford, I need to talk to Shane Sutton. And be like, yeah, that's not happening, is it? And, and, just... and, and on that Shane Sutton thing, this this is such a, and this is with all sport as well, the idea of, you know, bullying in professional sport and where mm. the line is between yeah. pushing people, because you've got to be pushed, right, if you want to be successful, and and treating people well is an almost impossible line to draw. I think I think the best coaches are able to work out what it takes which buttons that I need to push to make you perform well as opposed to make you perform well and it's a slightly different set Uh, and some people need to be or would appear to need to have you know some pretty bad language you know and or or something that that from the outside you just say you can't talk to people like that that's bullying but from that athlete's point of view that's kind of what they need to make them go I know we've got to go but sorry you say since 1987 it's gone from a niche sport yeah yeah. from a very niche sport to a huge sport do you think because of that there's more of a microscope on it on it now 100% yeah that's the only reason we know about it the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. 
Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Right now, Charlie, it's the chance, though. I've looked through all the papers. You oh, just yeah. come in and have a man do it for yeah, you. Yeah, I pay someone to do it. Um, yeah. It's a complete outrage, but in the, in the Andy Jacobs uh, style of vignettes from the paper. We'll go one one by one, shall we? If that's how you want to do yeah, it. That's structured. That's stru- I'd like it to be that structured. Okay. You pick one, I pick one at the end. If you could text whose you preferred, mine or Charlie's. <laughs> My starting one. Oh, you can start. It's up to you. Chelsea fans yeah. on Twinder. On oh, Twinder? On Tinder. This is a great disappointment. Ah, That's the first one I've news. picked. Well, it's bad news. And, and you didn't even should, pick it yourself. Shouldn't let me go first, Total Max. outrage. Blokes who support Chelsea are a turn-off on Tinder. Yeah, who knew? That's yeah. why Andy, Andy Jacobs wouldn't have chosen this one. His Tinder profile. Mm. Oh, no, yeah. Fellas who admit they are Blues fans are more likely to invite a swipe left yeah. than supporters of almost any almost any other Premier League club. I wonder what the actual one is then. If it uh, is Norwich almost. and Aston Villa is uh, uh, lower. Than, oh, right. I've got more, so got surely more that's, detail. That's it then, isn't it? Yes. They should have said that. That's not, <laughs> that's not a story then, is it? It doesn't get you the headlines. It's a terrible, terrible story. Do you know, it just shows how simple uh, men are. Uh, mm. that, that women on Tinder can increase their success by up to 57% by just putting a team that they support oh, in there. That's nice. Tells men are drawn to football, football. that yeah, way. Exactly. Uh, yeah, have you ever... So I got ever, this job. Yeah, you you haven't been on one of these, I presume. Well, You've on been Tinder, no, quite I've a long been married a long, long time. Yeah, it's about after, after my time as well. Right. Quite like yeah. to put... Could we set up a profile for Andy while he's away? <laughs> and we say Chelsea fan and see if he gets any swipes... To the right. Why don't we set that up? Great looking man, Andy. How old is he now? He must be 80. 80. 80. He's 80, isn't he? He's good for I tell you what, Trevor Nelson yesterday. How old is he, Max? 57, I think. He looks younger than me, doesn't he? John. Oh, I believe there's a jingle for this one. A planning permission jingle for this one. He's stolen this one as well. Regular. It's regular, apparently. John Terry has been granted planning permission for a monster extension mm. to his 4.35 million mansion, pound mansion, which he claims will safeguard his family. It's yes. been granted. Can we get the planning permission jingle playing or 
No, it's not going to be played. What a shame. This is, uh, carry on with the vignette, Max, while they look for the jingle. Well, no, he's, he's getting, John Terry's getting a gym uh, and a lounge put in. 1,722 square foot mm. gym. That is a big gym, big gym. isn't it? Planning news. Oh, there we are. There we are. Thanks <laughs> so much. Oh, I like that very much. That's very good. Was it worth waiting It's for going for it again. Can we just play it one more time yeah. just to... Uh, Planning news. There just we are. Word Please. Justin okay. John Terry has been granted permission. Mm. Granted permission. Right. He's got eight bedrooms, four reception rooms, and a library. It's a tough game of Cluedo, isn't it? In John Terry's house. There you are. Hey, Max, we've been talking. We've been talking about the not the worst, the weirdest prizes that people have ever mm-hmm. won for. It, for instance, um, I once won a Rolex in a raffle. Yes. When it got there, it was a Rolex box. Which I, when I questioned it, they told me I needed to read the terms and conditions. It was just a box, not actually a Rolex. I mean, who wants a Rolex box? Anyway, uh, Macron, President Macron yeah. gave President Trump the most expensive official gift he's ever received during his time at the White House a Louis Vuitton golf bag. Have you seen it there? It looks just like any other. From where I am, it looks quite a lot it's like, like a other brown golf, golf bag. Golf yeah, bags. yeah. Eight thousand dollars for that golf bag. You know, on a, a charity golf days. Mm. Yours, everyone goes along. You don't want to win because you get accused of being a cheat. Oh, do you? Right, but the prize at the end of every charity golf day is a golf bag. And it's pretty much the only thing that everyone in the room already has one of, of course, isn't it? No, a... no one's carrying their clubs <laughs> no, around. Exactly. Just in their arms. What do we need at this point? Oh, put them all down. Um, by the way, in the contest between whose uh, vignettes are better, Darren has already said, uh, Charlie, you called it Twinder, uh, therefore Max wins by d- oh. default. Uh, Twinder, uh, you're, you're obviously on the wrong um, Yeah. Uh, starburst. Here's a Starburst. Uh, oh, lovely. It's a sort on. of fact from the Daily Star. It's I call them opal fruits. Okay, yeah, well, okay, fine. Um, adjusting your underwear, Picking your nose and shouting at the TV are among activities we do when we think no one is looking. But this is a poll done by, for some reason, Mecca Bingo. I presume so people say it out loud on radio programmes, but I can't think of a, a more pointless poll than that. I mean, most people adjust their underwear. What do you, what do you think the question was? When you think no one's looking, what do you do? <laughs> Possibly. Do you no idea. I pick my nose oh, yeah. and I pull my pants out my bum. <laughs> it's just how it is, isn't it? I mean, Three good. juries were sent home early from the old Bailey after, quote, an unusually large parcel blocked a loo. Shall I carry on? <laughs> That's... Is, is that a euphemism? It absolutely is. Yes, all oh, right. The judge... Mr. Recorder Tom Cock. No one's called Mr. Recorder. <laughs> is, that, is, that a, is that a judicial term, Mr. Recorder? Or is his name Recorder Tom Cock? He was worried they were dehydrated. <laughs> Clark said there's a blocked toilet in the public gallery. Someone has left an unusually large parcel, which I think is the politest way to describe. You think that's what's happened? I think so. You'd be yeah. annoyed if you turned up at, you nervous, turned up at court. Someone really nervous <laughs> has got there before you. <laughs> uh, Don McLean. Yes. The singer of American Pie yeah, absolutely, yeah. has offered to duet with Tyson Fury at his next fight. Turn up after it. I mean, if the heavy costume has put Deontay Wilder off mm-hmm. with all that prep, having Don McLean just sat there nervously waiting next to you, <laughs> hoping you win the fight. Now, no, he might know the words of the third verse as well. <laughs> I did feel let down by uh, Tyson Fury that he didn't do the whole of American Pie. If he'd done all of it. All of it. Because by verse five, we'd have all been like, mm. he can't be dead. He's not doing all of this. 
And by the end, we'd have been back with him. Big size says Andy Jacobs may not have chosen the same story from the papers that Charlie oh, right, did, yeah. but he would have read it just as bad. Oh, good. <laughs> I'm, pleased to, I'm pleased to be keeping now, up the 20 years of success this <laughs> just program's clear, Just had. clear your throat. Clear your throat. <laughs> All right. Now, half of men say stag do's should be less... This is the Daily Star, page 20, if you want to read along at home. Half of blokes say stag do's should be less focused on booze and more on memorable experiences. Well... Is that true? You can have both, can't you? You can, I don't understand. I don't like these stag do's that are like, it's 15 grand each. You know? <laughs> no, I don't, We're going is, to Vegas for, for 12 days. Not acceptable. You're expected to come and be there. Where did you go? Um, uh, my, well, my stag do was a bit of a washout, Max. We uh, went to Talking Night v Kidderminster Harriers. <laughs> Anyone had a worse stag do than that? <laughs> Eight ten eighty nine. No, Talking it gets worse. Kidderminster, it right? gets worse. It was called off. Rained off. <laughs> rained off with two minutes to go. What? So we got there. And it oh, was what, rain- two minutes before kicking off? Yeah, rained off it, in the 88th minute. It was minute. rained off. Oh, that's tremendous. Rained off. And then the nightclub we'd booked for the uh, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Shut. <laughs> Shut. The sewer problem. <laughs> Timepiece. large parcel. Timepiece in Exeter. <laughs> Shut. So we ended up going to the Railway Inn in yeah. Newton Abbott Perfect. and bowling. <laughs> and that was it. And that was my well, stag I, do. Could, I think there's probably... You couldn't have had two less laddie stag do's in the same studio. No. Uh, the the laddiest... Oh, I went to the South National of National Portrait Gallery. No, I went to Carcassonne in the oh, South lovely. of France. On the last night, uh, Fraser cooked a really nice bolognese oh. and it was quite an edgy game of ball. Lads, lads, lads. It was lads on tour. The table tennis got spicy. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Good afternoon, you're listening to Hawksby and Jacobs on TalkSport. Max Rush and Charlie Baker with you until four. Adrian Durham and Darren Goff take over with Drive uh, then. Uh, now joining us in the studio, uh, actor Everton fan Ian Hart. Before we talk to you properly, Ian, we have a clip from the trailer from Escape from Pretoria, your mm. new film. Let's have a listen to that. No pens, no radio, no newspapers, no political conversation. Visitors are once per month. We've heard about you too. How many years? <sighs> For me, twelve family. If we don't plan on staying that long. It's 20 foot high. The barbed wire covers every inch of the yard. Everybody comes in here and they're going to break out of here by next week. So all we have to do is make a really complex key then get it to reach a keyhole on the other side of a steel panel three-inch thick iron door to which we have totally no access. I love it. You fail, you get 25 years if you're lucky. A bullet in the head if you're not. So, yeah, Escape from Pretoria. Ian, thanks for coming in. Pleasure. Um, it, it looks fascinating. It's a prison break movie set in apartheid South Africa, um, yep. which I think is a fascinating time because it's... We all... I'm maybe just speaking for myself. We know a bit about it, but mm-hmm. we don't know a lot about it. We don't... Certainly, I'd never learnt about it in school. So it's a no, fascinating subject. Oddly enough, their story, which is what the film is based on, has kind of disappeared into the, you know... The, the, the residual memory. Yeah. But at the time in the 70s when they were incarcerated, so the ANC were trying to sort of form some kind of um, response to the apartheid regime in South Africa, which, uh, if anyone who doesn't know, basically separated black people and white people, with white being the dominant uh, political, you know, power holders. So um, these two young men were students and they set off um, leaflet bombs, which were just uh, non, you know, non-lethal. They just exploded like a f- confetti cannon mm-hmm. would shower leaflets around. That was their you know, contribution. 
before that, they were sentenced to, I think, eight or 12 years in Pretoria prison. Two white students. Two white students. Mm, yeah. And when they get there, they're in the political section of the, of the prison for white prisoners because even the prisoners were segregated. Right. So they, they meet my character, who was sentenced along with Mandela, Walter Sisulu in Rivonia many years before. So we're sort of the old lags who were sitting in prison saying, you're never going to get out of here. You can't get out, yeah. Two young lads walk in and go, oh, I think we will. <laughs> so how much history do you learn before you start shooting, or is it sort of as you go? No, as soon as you get the opportunity, you, there, thankfully now, with the internet, you can do as much research as you want. In the old days, you'd be going to the library and saying, have you got a book on? Yeah. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah. You can watch hours of footage. You Scenes can see the real people yeah. speaking. Mm. You know, it's incredible now. Your career, though, is one of those actors' careers that is absolutely enviable, Ian, isn't it? Because, as well, you've played John Lennon three times. Is that right? Three times you've played? You say so. Yeah, you've played three times. <laughs> you've, you've played Hitler. Uh, but, Is that yeah. right? You've Voldemort, played uh, yeah. Lord Voldemort. You've played Quir- Professor Quirrell. Yeah, Beethoven. Um, yeah. Beethoven. Yeah, yeah. So, you, 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 does do historical figures uh, attract you to a role? I'd say there's a great um, sort of because you can can gain access to a real person. Um, you, it's it's an it's an interesting uh, historical subjects are far more interesting to do than sort of they went round the corner yeah. and blew up a bank. <laughs> Back, you know what I mean, or whatever. Yeah. It, it, it's, it gives you as an actor an opportunity to to, to learn something. Yeah, based on fact, yeah. I suppose it's yeah, yeah. By the way, I wasn't saying the Harry Potter series was historical. <laughs> I was about no, that's exactly is. what I was going to pick you <laughs> I up. Wasn't, on. I wasn't no, saying it that is. was a historical truth. It's a bit like, a bit like when I interviewed Diddy Man, he said, "I don't do fiction, and my favourite <laughs> film is The Lion King, and that's, that's not a documentary." Now here's Diddy. a great link. You just said Diddy Haman. Yeah. Now, now Ian, you're from Naughty Ash, which yeah. is, uh, of course, uh, a small hamlet. A small hamlet yeah. just outside Liverpool. Yeah. And the Diddy Men. Home of Ken Dodd and Diddy Men. Ken Dodd. There yeah. we are. Diddy Herman, Diddy Men, Ken Dodd, Naughty Ash, Ian Hart. And a big and a big blue. A big, I am yeah. a big blue, yeah. I was there at the Arsenal game at the weekend. Uh, I thought you looked great. Sadly. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know, but I mean I mean I the last twenty five and Arsenal might have been a bit leggy from, from Thursday night. But yeah. I that's I haven't seen an Everton team where every player looks like they know what they're doing for a long time. No, he's drilled as well, hasn't he? It's, it's a huge improvement till the beginning of the season, you know, from the beginning of the season. You know, I think we're playing better football and there were two spells in the game, I thought, for a good chunk of time when we had the, we had the, the best of it. Mm. And, and Ancelotti, I, because there was sort of, it was treated with scepticism, I think, outside of, of, of Everton, that here's a manager that's never really managed a side that are in the position that Everton are in, does he have what it takes? But he, him and Duncan Ferguson together, I sort of describe them as like, it's a it's a detective drama where either Carlo has been dropped in the middle of Glasgow mm-hmm. or Ferguson has <laughs> been dropped in Naples. It's a wonderful to see him together. But what, I think what Duncan was doing before Ancelotti came, you can see there's a continuity there, I think, anyway. So I think you can't decry his, you can't under, under underestimate his importance in that, I think. The way he rallies his team. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't mess with Big Dunk. No, no, no. no and what, does it, what do Everton fans want? Other than Liverpool not to win the league. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a foregone conclusion. <laughs> you know, we stopped wanting that. Um, well, we're hoping, you know what I mean, that there's a brighter future around it, but the, the, uh, the talk of the stadium, which is going to be making progress. And if we do get that new stadium, along with that will come investment. And yeah. I'm not to say that we go back to you can buy your way out of stuff. You can't. You still need to have um, you know ideas. You need to have a way of playing. That's your, your style of play. But definitely, investment is going to you know it's going to change the face of the of the club. Um, back to the movie. Um, obviously, Daniel Radcliffe stars, and you starred with Daniel Radcliffe in two thousand and one in right. Harry Potter. I mean, did you? 
And he was a child then. Yeah. It was interesting. So were you, Ian, weren't you? Yeah, of course. I wasn't. No, sadly, <laughs> I wasn't a child. No. Um, it's weird because Dan's grown up and he's done, you know, he's done a, uh, he's probably done more films in the last five years than most people do in a lifetime. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's so it's incredible the journey he's been on. It's it, it was you know it was quite. Um, really he's he's a lovely guy mm. if you ever get the chance to meet him he's an absolute you know dream and he puts his his celebrities we say behind projects he, he cares about and he's a good actor and there was no guarantees he was going to be at te- right you know to grow into one right no i mean a, a cute looking kid does not necessarily no. make a good actor no. but he's worked really hard the choices that he's made that play he's gone and done a lot of theater he's, mm. he's learned did, did on Equus, the job didn't he on broadway yeah. did Equus on broadway yeah when you're doing that that's a slog i yeah. mean that's no easy you know it's not a, it's, a, it's no. not a comedy no. um <laughs> so he's he's put himself in a position whereby he's learned a lot you know and it's it's, it's showing dividends the prison break movie is a is a great yeah. Um, there's a, loads of great ones, aren't mm. there? Uh, my favourite, I think, is Escape from Alcatraz. I think that's mine. Yeah. With the Clint Eastwood one, I like. I don't know. What, what Shawshank? Yeah, well, I mean, Shawshank is, is such a that's cliche, there, but it's, you know, I'm not, don't want to give any spoilers. Um, <laughs> but uh, but it, what is it, do you think, about that? We all think we, if we were in, we'd be able to get out? Yeah, it's weird because even though this is a true story, yeah. so to a degree, you know that they get out. Yeah. You're still, even, and I, I'd, I was in it, I'd read the script. And still, when I watched it, you're still thinking, no, don't, <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah. don't do that. No, close yeah. the door. <laughs> don't, now. It's the, it, it, the way that the film's been made, Francis and Anne, who's, who directed it, he keeps you on your edge of the seat for the full hour and a half yeah. or whatever it is. And you do at times think, that's it, that's, that's, you're going to get shot, you're going to get killed, you're going to end up with 20 more years on your sentence. And yeah... He, the, the, the tension is I don't really like tension I don't really watch horror films no, for that reason like but I was tense for the whole time yeah. and the accent is a fun one to do it's South African yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll have a good go at it yeah, yeah. yeah. no it's, it's well it's an interesting sort of um, I can't say the word without using the word begins with B and ends in tard but it's a <laughs> it's a version of the English language that's been uh, Dutch Afrikaans has changed into a, an established South African accent but you have to put your mind back to a lot of the people were English that went over there sure. there's a huge section of people who for whom why would you learn to speak your own language with a funny voice you yeah. know what I'm saying <laughs> so you got Afrikaans people speaking like this yes. and you got other white Europeans who just go hello how are you yeah. <laughs> can I ask a really stupid question which is do they check all the actors can do the accent before they hire the actors no no the first thing you do is hire a voice coach yeah. that's called insurance policy so if you know you can always blame somebody else right the voice coach was terrible on that job, don't you think? It must, <laughs> even, it must drive you mad. It must drive you mad. I know it drives me mad. Whenever I see anything set from Devon, whenever I see mm-hmm. anything set in Devon, it's just loads of people who sound like indeterminate pirates. It's not. It's <laughs> never. It's never a specific. Um, mm-hmm. Never a specific place they've based it on. You must find that with things set in Liverpool, with 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 shows set in Liverpool, that it's people doing sort of one impression of Ringo Starr they heard in yeah. 1968 and and it's never moved on. But the thing is, you get people who are younger who are copying Julie Walters. Sure. Because okay, that's yeah. what From they believe. That's Rita, the only thing yeah. that they've heard. They go, oh, well, I'll Google that, yeah. put it on YouTube, <laughs> yes. and I'll learn that accent, and it yeah. will be in no way a reflection of anything that anyone's ever said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, Ian, listen, thank you so much for coming in. Pleasure. We appreciate it. Uh, Escape from Pretoria. Uh, did you get through all your notes? I love that you did. Yeah, notes well, I got me notes. Yeah. Yeah. No, the one I have to say was uh, when it comes out, which is the 6th of March. 6th of March, March. Uh, in cinemas across the UK. Ian, thanks for your time. Cheers. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. 
Hey, well, thank you so much for coming, Charlie. Hey, thanks for coming in today, Max. I thought you did a really good job. No, well, thank you. I tried my very best. Yeah. Um, uh, right, that's <laughs> us done for today. I'll leave you in the... <laughs> oh, you're not done. You've got another minute. Oh, crack okay. on. Not um, really. No, as far as crack I'm... Crack on. Tally Abraham, is he all that? <laughs> <laughs> Go. <laughs> <laughs> What's happened to the posh? They were second. Now they're seventh. Are oh, they the worst team of all time? <laughs> oh, 08717 Who do you hate? Yeah. 08717. <laughs> <laughs> Football, it's rubbish. <laughs> At least I hate everything. I'm going to go on. <laughs> text, text, 189. Uh, here's Drive with Adrian Durham and Darren Goff. Still only 20 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. And there we are. That was the podcast. Yeah. Today's podcast. Yeah. Normally say this week on a podcast, but no, it's daily, isn't it? The H&J Daily. Uh, I'm not here tomorrow much. It's TBC. It's uh, me and Terry Alderton. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Get him to do Nigel Benn. His Nigel Benn is better than his Chris Eubank. Right, okay. I'll do that. Straight off the bat. One minute past one tomorrow. I'll see you Friday. And then Saturday morning, Max. Okay. Just staying over. I'm not doing the show with you. (laughs) You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.